BYU-FM, HD2, Provo. For those BYU radio programs you may have missed or even just want to hear again, subscribe to BYU Radio on YouTube. There you can find archived shows from programs like The Morning Show. Just search BYU Radio on YouTube and subscribe. BYU Radio's Highway 89 features unedited performances from talented musicians. With genres from rock to classical and everything in between, Highway 89 can take you on a musical journey, all from the performance studio at the heart of BYU Radio. Join us for this mixtape adventure with Highway 89, Monday through Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. time to time, we all face relationship challenges that involve friends, family members, or neighbors. Licensed therapist Julie Hanks helps you discover healthy alternatives for dealing with your struggles and for enhancing the quality of your life. Tune in to The Julie Hanks Show, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Hey everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, do you feel like things in your life are out of balance? Are things going to spiral out of control at any moment? Maybe it's your kids, or maybe it's your spouse. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, Finding Balance. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Supreme Court has announced they will hear a case involving an Alabama businessman who says caps on individual campaign donations violate the First Amendment. The case could change the controversial Citizens United decision. General John Allen will not accept the nomination to become the next NATO Supreme Allied Commander, according to an announcement from President Obama this morning. Allen cited family health issues as his reason to step aside. President Obama also renewed his pressure on Congress to avoid automatic spending cuts set to go into effect March 1st. The president appeared with emergency workers to help illustrate which jobs he believes are most at risk. A federal commission said today the U.S. education system has, quote, thoroughly stacked the odds against impoverished students. The report also warns aggressive bipartisan reforms have still not done enough to create meaningful change in public schools. At least three people were killed today in Orange County, California, after a 25-minute shooting spree that started after an early morning carjacking. When police caught up to the suspect, he had already taken his own life. In world news, a new security report is showing an alarming number of cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure are coming from a Chinese army unit. One company that has been attacked designed software for oil pipelines. A crew of eight masked robbers disguised as police officers drove through gates at a Belgian airport late last night and demanded workers open the cargo doors on a Swiss-bound plane. The robbers then made off with $350 million worth of diamonds, all within just a few minutes. Russians from a small Siberian town are also looking to make a little extra cash. Following a large meteorite explosion last week, people are searching the mountains to find broken-off fragments of the space rock, which have already sold for thousands of dollars. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. 
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can on this program to help you grow a healthier, happier, smarter life. Welcome to the program, everybody. I love this show. And we've got pretty much the whole gang, minus Rob today. Rob, uh, our great executive producer, is on the road. Rob is on the road looking for love in all the wrong places. Right, Bryce? Um, Well, he is in California. Not Not that that's a wrong place to look for love. Hold on. I didn't say that. I just said he's just... He's on the road. He is there again. Uh, it, it would be really cool if we could like throw it to Rob right now. Hey, Rob, so what's going on in California? Do you want me to call him? I could call him. That might be fun. Well, I'll see if I can work that into some point. Yeah, let's just see if we could <laughs> actually, because what does Rob love more than the traffic report? So let's have Rob give us a traffic report from L.A. or wherever he okay. is. From whatever road he's, he's on. He's probably like in Barstow in the middle of the desert. <laughs> or I don't know, he might be just enjoying a meal at the moment. I don't know. You know he's what? Get that boy on the phone. Okay, I'll give him a I call. Bet if you, I bet if you um, texted him. 911 the office 911 the office 911 the office we'd get him you think um i'm i'm sure you he probably would. have another way to do it i don't want to abuse my my fake emergency my one fake emergency with him cuz everyone's got one big <laughs> crying emergency wolf. right everyone you can get away with it once yeah i don't think this is the moment i need you to do you know use what it. you can borrow mine if you if we burn yours up you can borrow mine cuz i think i'll have more than one with him okay well, i've already used like 12 burn the hands worth two in the bush right yes I don't know what that means. I don't either, but... <laughs> but that was a killer way that you inserted that into our conversation. I do like it when you all insert a nice, um, trite phrase like that anytime you can into the conversation. Okay, Skyboy, have you got one for us? <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> no. thank you. Sorry. Uh-huh, no. You look great today. Thank you, though. <laughs> that was awkward silence. What we like to do every once in a while is just pause for awkward silence. It, it's called pregnant pauses. Right? That was that thing was huge. That, was, that one was seriously prego. Twins. Well, um, and Bryce, okay. you've been working really hard on today's show. I have because Rob was just like, I'm going on vacation, so I'm deal gonna, with it. I'm not going to actually help you at all for this. So, but you nailed go. it. I think it's going to be a really good show. And did I tell you I got to leave in about 20 minutes? Oh, okay. Uh, so surprise! You'll have to carry the show. I love surprises. This is fun too. We have some all some really good news. Madison's back. Madison's had a little sabbatical. <laughs> yes, we love Madison. Alfredo, <sighs> we've missed yes. calling you that. <laughs> Alfredo, we're gonna have you talk about your little sabbatical in a couple breaks. Okay, in a, well, probably about an hour, but you don't want to miss this one because it's huge. Madison rocks, and her family does as well. We love them, and we'll kind of inform you all on that. Uh, everyone's here. Merritt's here. Jess is here. We've got three. Females, where we have forever only ever had one. We noted that. <laughs> Three <laughs> females to one. I think what's happened is we're trying to even the odds. You know, mm-hmm. I just felt like I was being outnumbered. So yeah, I was like, it hey, used to be like five to one. Just kinda, yeah, really, though. <laughs> That's what, and then you used to act so scared of all these guys. But now look at you, three to one. <laughs> Got guns out. <laughs> hey, yeah. by the way, here's some cool news. So I did that date night. You know the one I invited you all to? Remember, I invited every one of you to get a date. And um, let's just kind of go through, let's just go around the horn here and just see who came in. Jess, before you leave, <laughs> Jess, did you have a date and did you go to my Valentine's activity? I did not. Okay, negative. <laughs> Merritt, how about you? I didn't either. Okay, BT, Bryce Tobin? Uh, I, I went and got food. Okay, good, because <laughs> you could have had food there. Now, I'm just going to go to my favorite person on our team, Skyboy. Did you happen to get a date and come to my place? I did. 
Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think? It was it was uh, it was good. Did you laugh? I did laugh. Did you chortle? I did chortle. I chuckled. Chortled. And you laughed, found giggled. a girl. You brought a date. I did. And tell us about the date. Um, You're engaged. No. <laughs> okay. She was a nice girl. I knew her. I knew of her. Kind of. Yeah. She, she was I, a I actually roommate, didn't know her. It you was didn't. kind of a last second thing. So I actually knew her better than you did. Probably. Yes. Probably. Even I had never met her. Yes. Well, I'm glad you came. Thanks, Matt. And I'm, I'm very excited that your marriage in the future, in five years, will be even you better. You know, there's one thing I think you kind of failed to mention. What? That it was for married people only. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just for married people. <laughs> we were the only not no, married there were, people. There were some <laughs> other singles. What, your, your children? No, we were my children. My kids that were there. <laughs> well, and then there were two parolees from the state pen that were there. Okay. <laughs> No, you. It wasn't just for married people. There okay. was. There, I'm well, pretty sure I, there were we, six other singles in there. Okay, six. out of a thousand. We we. It was just came as a little surprise to all of us that that came and weren't aware. I thought it was for young adults. But oh, you did. I did. I did. But that's okay. Oh, you it know was, what though? I bet your mother was, was proud of me. It's, it was still good, and it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, because we got day, to I will on never a date. forget. Yeah, yeah. you'll never, never forget. forget that. I will never forget that date. Either will I, Sky Boy. Thanks for coming. Hey, next time, Sky, can I just have you not wear your um, your superhero attire? I thought it was. I thought that was the theme. Yeah, no, so. you looked really weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I just did. I thought you were gonna have me come on stage and like do some superhero. Moves. I would have. I probably would have had That's you come play a song like with your guitar had you not been wearing the tights and the cape. Okay, next time. <laughs> and those big goggles that make you look like a fly. Um, so, okay. Do y'all have a good, uh, Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving <laughs> Valentine's? Well, now that you're asking, yeah, uh, that would be your, it was your, pretty good. Your Valentine's is Thanksgiving. I don't know what that has to do with anything, <laughs> but it was love good. Life. What did you eat, Bryce? Instead of coming on a date and experiencing the joy of a great date night with Matt, what did you eat that could even equal that? Well, I went out with some people and we realized, you know what? All of the fancy places are going to be packed. Yes. So we went to an unfancy place. Uh-huh. Did you catch a bug? Uh, n- no. Okay. Not from that food. Okay. Um, but uh, we ordered way too much food and then we ate till it hurt and then we ate a little bit more until it hurt even more. Okay. So um, that's almost like a good so day. So we drowned our sorrow and pain. <laughs> that's interesting. Food and pain. I guess buried. How, that, really drown how did in that food. work for you? You know what? It wasn't bad. Four out of five would recommend. Four out of five gluttons recommend it. Good. Okay. Wow. You guys. What's happened to us? Hey, we like to do this little bit right about now where we talk about the human headlines. Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human headlines. Oh, do you guys miss Rob's voice? Did you hear it? I, I miss his work that he does that yes. I don't have to do. I know. definitely I've miss never that. seen you more stressed before a show. Well, it's also everything else. Well, it's all the other eating and stuff. I know. And it then hurts. that impacted bowel that you had. <laughs> okay. Bryce These are problems, okay? It's a lot of stuff. So on the human headlines, this is where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of the human race. This is where we just get the stuff that's in the news, the stories, and we just want to kind of check in on what's going on with humanity. Who's got the first story? Okay, so this is my little spiel, and it's just to, you know, brighten your day. You know, there's been movies coming out, but have you ever just thought, you know, nothing really original is coming out? I know, like Les Mis, replay, do over. <laughs> Yeah, so all these like things that aren't really that new. 
Well, Pixar kind of heard this and they're going, they're like, we're yeah, going to do something. You know, because they had been doing Monster University. Yeah. And they were even thinking of doing like a spinoff of Card called Planes. And like, really? yeah, it's I think like, they uh, need a new ride at Disneyland. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So they were like, mm, actually, you know, we're going to listen to the people. So they have three different ideas that are in the works that they're going to create movies out of. And one is tentatively called The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So pretty much it's going to be like a fun, happy kids movie about a brontosaurus. And that's one, the long neck. That's the long know? necker, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like Bryce. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> oh, goodness. You guys make fun of my neck. Well, you'd uh, rather be a brontosaurus than a T-Rap or what's it called? T-Rex? Raptosaurus. Velociraptor. Velociraptorsaurus. No, those guys... Those guys look cool, all right? You do look cool. I saw them in the movies. Be afraid, okay? Be very. <laughs> I saw one when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, Brontosaurus, okay? Yes. Then the next one is uh, called, like, Inside Out. And it's pretty much a story of, like, a little girl's imagination and oh, all the different wow. things she does. That's interesting. Like, Yeah, like, it'll take you to the top of the mountains in South America to the metropolis of this fictional metropolis of Monstropolis. Hmm. That's a mouthful. And then a futuristic fantasy of outer space. And this is just a journey through a little girl's mind. Pretty much. Yeah. Kind of. You know, I want to hear Bryce do a report on that show when it's done. (laughs) I'll give you a review, okay? A little review. That'd be good. And then. A little rant. (laughs) Then the last one. <clears throat> Sorry. The last one is about uh, Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Is and it about so, zombies? I don't think so because it's a Pixar movie. But, yeah. you know, I, at first I was like, well, they're going to make a movie about the Day of the Dead. But, you know, it's supposed to be a really happy version and it'll be directed by the guy that directed Toy Story 3. And let's be real. Did any one of us not cry at the end of that movie? Toy Story 3? Mm-hmm. Remind me. Uh, when they're about to go into the incinerator, and they're like, oh. "Well, as long as we're friends, I bawled." Did you really? Yep. <laughs> no, see, that wasn't that wasn't what got to me. It was the part where he's handing his box of toys off to another kid, and he's playing with it for a last time. Oh, like that, I want, yeah, like I almost was, yelled in the yeah. theater, like, "Stop making me feel things." <laughs> That's when you had your first emotion. That was weird. All right. <laughs> That's when they started taking you in to get help. <laughs> Mommy, I'm feeling something in my heart area. That's cute. That's when you had emotion. It was. Has anyone ever taken your toys away? No, but you just outgrow them. And then. Uh, I think I hear a, a therapist. So many adventures coming. with those toys. You guys are emotional. And now. Uh, it's because we all went through that. Yeah, we did. Every single one of us. Every day of my life. Well, those are cool. So finally, Pixar's got the game. Mm-hmm. Three, new, three new movies. Coming out at a theater near you in a little while, as soon as they're done with them. Who's next? Me. So, uh, Matt, what's the first thing you think of when you hear Osama bin Laden? Uh, I think of um, jelly beans. Uh, Close, (laughs) kind of. Yeah, jelly beans. Jelly beans. Okay, that's a safe answer. How about you, Skyboy? Pickles. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You guys are not helping me out. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think? I'm of really that? lost on the jelly beans and the pickles. I feel like I should go with like beans. Yes, like, <laughs> like, it can work. Any one of them can work. <laughs> okay. What are we supposed to be thinking? You about? all are wrong. <laughs> okay. Really lost. I actually was trying to like throw a curveball and say amusement park, but you all just <laughs> oh because killed of that. Pass. <laughs> yeah, no jelly um, beans. Well, amusement park. So there's a, a, there's an amusement park. Okay. 
let me clarify Please. before we get off on pickles. Um, they are building an amusement park near the area where Osama bin Laden hid out. You're kidding. Crazy, right? Like what? So they're um, hmm. they're not he, the owner or not the owner, but the producer, whatever it's called. He said it's not about Osama bin Laden. They expect a lot of people to be attracted to it, though. Well, to what? To what? It's just a park. Yeah, it it's just happens to... to be near where he was hiding. Yeah, out. which is, I mean, that's what's hmm. the talk. It's not going to be yeah, like so... an amusement park. It's the the point that he was near there. So I don't see the amusement. I'd rather have jelly beans <laughs> or pickles. Like or saying saying the park isn't. Has nothing to do with Osama bin Laden's like saying like like I love you but I'm not in love with yeah. you. It's like it's, it's not you, it's me. What you know? No, it's yeah. yeah. Don't give me that. No, I completely agree. So interesting. Just some interesting facts. So for you. is are they going to have like a family rate? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Depending on anyway. This is going to introduce Can a you whole bring bunch your group? of problems. Like if, let's say you have a special ops group you want to bring. <laughs> Can you bring a special ops group? <laughs> And I don't know, have like a family day for the special ops group. Does it have a helipad? <laughs> Is there? Does it? Yeah. Is there a shooting game? You guys, you definitely should write a letter. I don't know. It should be included. No, we're bad people, so we should just... That just, it just, you know what, you just have to laugh at that, because that's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, that's good news, news. I guess. But see, that's part of the human news. Okay, anybody else got news? Merit Medical. That's a medical company, Merit. <laughs> what uh, what have you got for us, Merritt? Merritt, uh, the intern, by the way. The intern, Ladies yes. Ladies and gentlemen. I want to ask you, how many people do you think you know? <sighs> do we really know do we anybody? Know? Don't well, get apparently the average American does now because a new study from Columbia University says the average American knows 600 people. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know what? Interesting. My daughter's getting married, and we've had to sort through the list. And so maybe the issue is no longer who you know but who you like. Because we have, of the 600, we've got to narrow this list down because we can't invite everyone. We can't give everyone food. No. We have to choose. So 600 people, is that, that's just the average? 600 people, that's the average. And it was taken from, based on how many people in the study knew a number of people with certain names. And then they would take those names and put it through a bunch of numbers. And that's how they came up with 600 people. Um, it's. Before this, they thought the average American only knew 290 people. Wow. Yeah. So it's a big We're jump. Getting, well, we, we doubled that yeah. that study in however many years it's been since it was taken. But must we're, be Facebook. It's it must Facebook. be. It's totally Facebook. And I just think we're a lot more outgoing than we used to be. <laughs> we're out there introducing ourselves a lot more. Based on, on Facebook. Based on what empirical evidence, Matt? Because <laughs> um, if anything, we're staying indoors more. No, I just think it's true because you see more networking market, network marketing companies. You see more um, of these social groups. You see more online dating. We're just out. People are helping us meet more people. Hmm. That's well, my data. You might know 600 people, up. but this study also says that most Americans only trust 10 to 25 people. Oh, yeah, that's high. Yeah. I don't even think that high. 10 to 20 out of, think of that, 20 out of 600. That's not very good. That means what? One out of 30 people? That's you just, you don't, yeah. they're not on your mm. list of trust. That's, that's good. Those are good numbers to know because I need to winnow that list down for the wedding. Yeah, and so 600 now people, I, that's I just here. need to do one in 30. So if I understand <laughs> this correctly, yeah, that means you only need to invite 25 people. 
Yeah, you can the ones feed I trust. People. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, like that's who are coming to the ceremony. <laughs> then you have another group that I guess you don't trust as much, but you're going to allow them into your inner circle to eat of your food. Then you have another group of people that you like, you know, they're acquaintances, and you just want them to send gifts. <sighs> they they're among the six hundred. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good. Merit, good idea. Thanks for helping us. Thank now you've you. just sorted through my problems. Yeah. That you have to. I just have to gain more trust and no fewer people or no more profoundly. Well, good, because guess what? Talk about complicating our lives. Have you ever felt like you love your kids, they're the greatest thing in your world, but they're now starting to overtake everything else, like your marriage? Have you ever had to choose between your spouse and your kids? How do you balance it? Do you choose spouse? Or do you choose kids? We are going to be talking about it on the show today. Give us a call. I want to hear your view on that. If we have to choose children or spouse, who do we choose first? 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. I want to hear your ideas on that. Whoever gets on the on the call and uh, is willing to talk to us on air, we will give them a copy of my book, Feeding the Seven Basic Needs. Give us a call. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Better to prioritize your kids over your spouse or your spouse over your kids. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sure, robots are useful, but will we ever build robots that are not creepy? Relatable robots coming up. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Robot manufacturers keep making progress on robots that can use human tools and environments and work with as well as for us. But for every person out there that loves robots, you can also find one who's just plain creeped out by them. That unease humans feel is called the uncanny valley problem, where robots sort of look real but don't act real. Solving this problem has been a goal at Hanson Robotics, which previously built famous animated model robot heads of Albert Einstein, as well as the late sci-fi author Philip K. Dick. Now, Hanson's pushing ahead with even more expressive bots, in an effort not just to escape the uncanny valley, but to give future robots actual empathy for humans, even if only in simulated form. They're doing this with more lifelike artificial robot skin, as well as with software that looks at a human face and reads their expressions to deduce their emotional state and create appropriate responses. Such tech also has therapy applications with certain types of autism patients who have trouble reading the feelings of people around them. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. For updates on the shows, sports, and the rest of BYU Radio's material, like us on Facebook. Then, let us know what you think of the program you're listening to. Give us feedback, ask questions, and connect with other BYU Radio listeners. Just search BYU Radio on Facebook and click like. BYU Radio. Talk about good. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here talking about balancing your life, balancing your relationships. You know, it's hard, and it seems like 
we want a family, and it's so great. So we're just such cute little innocent little couple, and we're so in love. Then we start having babies, and then they start growing up, and then we need to pay for the babies. So we've got to work more, and then we get a big house because we got big babies. And then we get a car, and then you got to buy the car because the car's got to fit in the garage that's so big. And then all of a sudden, it's just all about we got a lot of stuff, and we can't balance it all. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like you were just going to give it up? If you had to choose between husband, spouse, and priority, and family, children, which would you put first? Would you put the ch- the children first or the husband first? one eight five five chat byu I want to hear your ideas on this. How are we supposed to choose what comes first? How do we create balance between our spouse and our family? one eight five five chat byu What have you learned works? If you give us a call, we will give you a copy of my book, Feeding the Seven Basic Needs of Healthy Relationships, The Starve Stuff, and we will mail that out to you. We'd also just love to get your comment on the air. We're also taking um, any uh, comments you've got on Facebook. So you can go to my Facebook page. Just check out Matt Townsend on Facebook and uh, give us your answers there as well, and we'll be reading some of those on the air. But before we go any further, our own little producer here, Bryce Tobin. Father of none, spouse of zero. That's not like a put down. That's just that's the score so far. Just giving you the score. Um, You've done a little rant for us. Now Bryce may not have kids of his own, but he's not going to let that stop him from offering a little advice on this subject. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's right. Gentlemen of the world, rejoice! We've survived another Valentine's Day. And it'll be a while before we have to deal with another one. So sit back and relax a bit because we're in a pretty good place at the moment. Actually, wait, not so fast. The wake of Valentine's Day gives everyone an opportunity to do a comparative study. I'm going to assume that if you did something for Valentine's Day, you probably pushed everything else to the side. You probably didn't try very hard at work. In fact, you probably left early. If you have kids, you probably left them with family or a babysitter. Who knows, maybe you're one of the lucky ones with kids that can take care of themselves. Then you had an evening devoted just to one person. In fact, you have a tiny little microcosm of what your life would be like if your primary focus was always your significant other. And herein lies our comparative study. How'd you feel about the shift in focus? Did you like it? Could you keep that pace the rest of the year? The rest of your relationship? The following stream of consciousness will focus primarily on spouse versus kids, because beyond that, things get too varied. I'm about to do a little human math, so stick with me. Most people live about 80 years, but that's just an average, so in order to be more inclusive, let's round that one down to 70. Now, most people don't find their significant other until they're in their 20s. And I realize divorce rates complicate these numbers, but let's disregard that for now and keep a more positive outlook. So lifespan minus the 20 years for growing up and actually finding the person leaves about 50 years for the relationship. Let's call that our ceiling. Feel free to go above and beyond it, but I feel like 50 years is a pretty good goal. The math for kids isn't quite as simple. Legally, you're obligated to keep them around for 18 years, but not all of those years are created equal. Kids are fun, but a lot of work at first, at least until the teenage years set in. Once you've got a teenager, everything is a struggle. And wow, are kids a leech on resources. A significant other can often contribute to the resource pool, but kids, they can't do anything for the first few years. Then they gotta learn all these fine motor skills, so they're still not that great at contributing for the next couple years. And by the time they can help out, there's only a few years before they decide to take off. And yeah, yeah, I know, you don't just have kids for 18 years. Some of them won't leave the house, and even the ones that do, you're still attached to and all that, right? True, 
But once they take off and start their own lives, the relationship is never quite the same. So any effort after the first 18 years is entirely voluntary, and that's on your head. So there it is, the 32-year discrepancy between your major relationships. And let's think about it. What can you do in 32 years? You can get eight undergraduate degrees while you vote in eight presidential elections as you count eight leap years. Hold on, let me find something that isn't divisible by four or eight. If you have the retinal endurance, you can watch Mercury cross in front of the sun four or five times. And all this while you have three decades of fashion to look back on and be ashamed of. So what I'm really trying to say is, simply based on time, it makes more sense to prioritize your significant other over your kids. And you can trust me, because I came to this conclusion using math. And even though my methods are questionable, math is never wrong. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Wow, you really pulled out some math for us. I know calculus really well. And you even brought up the words retitudinal fortitude. No, <laughs> retinal re- fortitude. Retinal fortitude. You're messed up, dude. I made that up. But, it's... you know, it's a big deal, right? I mean, you love your spouse. You love these kids. They come in, but there's there's a cost. Yeah, you cannot. Nothing can be perfectly equal. You can't. Yeah. You can't give 50-50 so, to that. So let me get this straight. Do you believe you can balance, or is that just an illusion? Can you I'm, balance your life? I'm going to say it's an illusion, and it's a bad illusion because interesting because yeah. you will forfeit both by trying to get both. That's what I think. That's what I've seen. I think you're in a weird, warped way. You are right on, BT. I really, I don't think. I don't. Here's what I believe. I believe you create balance not daily, but your your balance will be a lifetime. So for some time, you'll have this crazy, fun, yearning relationship with your wife while you're young, and whoa. Then you'll have kids, and it'll be like wah, 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 wah. Then they'll grow up. I've got to do the sound effects because no one else will do them. And then, <laughs> there you go. But then they'll go away. And when they go away, you'd think it would be great, except that's when the divorce rate goes up 16% in the yes. empty nester stage. Then, if you can ride through that wave and still keep your hips and your teeth, boom, you can ride into the sunset. Overall, life can be balanced. So we're talking about that. I want to hear from you. Do you think you can create balance in your life for real? 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. And if we're talking about family life balance, can we actually balance? Who do we choose first? Our spouse, who's supposedly going to be there for the long haul, or our kids? Who might not be, but who may need to take care of us when we're older. Hmm. Oh, I did caveat, not. Uh-oh. Caveat. one 855 byu Go give us a call. We want to hear your ideas as well. And then we're going to throw down a bunch of ideas from our people and followers on Facebook. Check us out on Facebook as well. Just look up Matt Townsend. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back after this break right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Travel somewhere new every Monday with artist Eric Dowdled. Let Eric paint pictures in your mind of far-off places and their cultures. If they're dancing, Salsa isn't dancer. that kind of an invitation for you to join in? Yeah. That's, okay, that's but no one else did but me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> I was dancing like a son of a gun. Yes, wow. you, were. you were. Join Eric and co-host Dave for Traveling with Eric Dowdled. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Supreme Court is going to revisit controversial campaign finance policies. The new case focuses on an Alabama man's claim that restrictions on personal donations to political campaigns violate the First Amendment. General John Allen will not accept the nomination to become the next NATO Supreme Allied Commander, according to an announcement from President Barack Obama this morning. He will instead retire, citing family health issues as his reason to step aside. President Obama also renewed pressure on Congress today to avoid automatic spending cuts, which are scheduled to begin next month. He appeared with emergency workers to illustrate which jobs he thinks are most at risk. A federal commission said today the U.S. education system has thoroughly stacked the odds against impoverished students. The report also warns aggressive bipartisan reforms have still not done enough to create any meaningful change in public schools. Four people, including the gunman, were killed today in Orange County, California, after a 25-minute shooting spree that started after an early morning carjacking. When police caught up to the suspect, he had already taken his own life. In world news, a new security report is showing an alarming number of cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure are coming from a Chinese army unit. One company that has been attacked designed software for oil pipelines. Eight masked robbers disguised as police officers made off with $350 million worth of diamonds from a Belgian airport late last night. Local law enforcement described the massive heist as highly professional. Russians from a small Siberian town are also looking to make a little extra cash. Following a large meteorite explosion last week, people are searching the mountains to find broken-off fragments of the space rock, some of which have already sold for thousands of dollars. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are talking about balance. Do you have it? Do you have that crazy thing called balance in your life? Do you even think it exists? Is there such a thing as balancing your family life? Uh, Because a lot of people talk about balance, and I think that's a great idea. uh, But Bryce brought up a good point that... Maybe what we do is we spend all of our life trying to find the balance, and in reality, we just maybe end up missing life. What do you think, BT? Um, here's here's what I, here's the breakdown of yeah. my my thought process. You're not going to do more math, are you? Um, no. Good. Well, maybe not real math. Okay. Human math. Human math. No, it's if you if you try and and kind of split everything perfectly, I feel like from what I've seen, it results in a really average relationship with right. your spouse and then it results in a really unremarkable relationship with your kids and so then just like nothing's good yeah and if it's not good it might as well just not be, be i guess good. i guess it's better than a bad or destructive relationship but yeah so you're saying we don't i mean this idea that we're going to have equal time equal whatever pay equal life with our family you're saying you probably ought to choose one I yeah, it's be all right with choosing one. Yeah, because if well, you if you try and keep it perfect, you're just I think you're gonna mess it up. I think it's an interesting idea because we have so many expectations nowadays as parents that you don't want just an average kid. You want a kid like a superhero, like the one I'm looking at across from the 
the uh, what are the boy. Wait, hold on. You Sky mean boy. an actual superhero, not one that dresses? Well, no, he actually Whoa. thinks he is a Whoa. superhero. I'm just saying. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> Have you not I seen his special forces? I guess you're right. I don't actually know. So we want to hear from you. One eight five five chat BYU. If you have to choose, so if we force your hand, do we choose your spouse first as your number one priority or your kids as your number one priority? Which comes first? I want to hear from you. You've got to have an opinion. I know you do. I mean, I personally am going to say you choose your spouse. It sounds crazy. But I think as this comes from a kid, by the way, whose parents weren't together. They divorced. And as I sit there and think about it, I would have liked my parents to choose each other and let us just see that you could grow this thing out and make it work. That would have been really cool. What do you think? One eight five five chat byu And um, we'll take your calls. Of course, anybody that calls in on one eight five five chat byu and uh, will be willing to answer it on the phone. Um, and get on the air with us, we will give you a copy of my book. So I'd love to hear from you. Let's go first, though, to Facebook and some of the comments. What are people saying there, Bryce? What are they uh, pointing out when it comes to this question? Well, on your Facebook, uh, Erin Lundgren. Yes. Uh, she had something pretty interesting to say. She said, I heard once that balance is bogus. <laughs> so she's right in line with both she of us. She nailed it. Um, she said, ever since, ever since then, I've stopped giving myself a hard time when everything... I expected to get done, just didn't get done. Celebrate the small accomplishments. High five for that. Yes. Definitely. There is somewhere to achieve and feel good. Insignificant, doesn't matter. Enjoy it, okay? So there's a winner. There's a believer that believes balance is bogus. I think balance is the way we sell more books. I think it's the way we sell more pop uh, psychology. Um, I think, how will you know you're in balance? I guess you finally feel it. You finally feel it like inside, like here's why I know this. I truly believe this. I taught time management. I taught it for nine years with one of the biggest time management training companies. And you know what? Every single people, every person on earth gets the same amount of hours, right? Mm -hmm. We're all getting the same time. And so if I give you more time, you're going to go actually be able to create, I guess, is it equal balance of time that makes balance or is it equal leverage of opportunity or is it equal value per energy exerted there's got to be some equation for it i I think the problem we're finding out is whose equation is it if you're somebody that feels really guilty if you're out there a working mom who maybe wants to stay home and be with your kids more but all of a sudden you can't because we need to we need to be we need more money and so even though deep in your heart you want to be a stay-at-home mom but in deeper in your heart you've got bills to pay you may not feel like you're in balance and you may have some serious guilt some serious uh problems, some serious even depression about it. So uh, really, I think it's a big deal. And I also think it's it's so much a deal or an issue of our perspective because um, balance is something that I think we try to do on a daily basis. But I, it's interesting, and I, we kind of alluded this to this a little bit earlier, I don't think nature tries to balance itself daily. Nature doesn't every single day try to have winter, spring, summer, and fall. Nature will have seasons, and what it will do with the seasons is it will have you know three or four months of out of balance, which could you know be the new mom who's spending time at home for a few months, three months, four months, five months with her child, but then she has to go back into another season where she has to work to pay the bills, and that may only last another three or four years or whatever, then she might be able to have the financial ability to stay home if she wanted to. 
things change, and there's nothing more constant in life than change. And I think that is one of the biggest keys and cores, core issues to balance. So let's go to our phones. Remember, we're trying to get you to call and talk and give us your view on this. Give us a call if you've got an idea, one eight five five chat byu Is there such a thing as balance? And if so, do we choose kids or spouse first? What's your take on that? one eight five five chat byu Let's go to the phones now and go to Sherry from Layton, Utah. Sherry, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you. How are you? Uh, good. Good. I have six kids. Wow, good. And we, I've been married for 17 and a half years now, and my husband and I have always tried to figure out a way to balance, and it's only been in the last few years that we decided, you know what? Every Friday night is our night. Sweet. No matter what else is going on. My kids, between dance class, they range in age from two years old to 16 years old. Yeah. And they have, <laughs> they have all kinds of activities, and people are always asking me, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? I have a calendar. I keep track of everybody on the calendar, and everybody gets mom's carpool time or mom's time during the week or dad's time when he's home. Yeah. But on Friday night, that's our night. That's when mom and dad, everybody leave us alone. It's not equal, but it's fair. And we talk about that all the time. My kids hate that phrase. I'm not always going to be equal, but I'm going to be fair. Love that. that, That's how I look at it with my husband and I, and that's how we look at it. We're not always equal in time, but we're being fair with what's needed. Well, to me, that's brilliant. You know, interesting, I was a divorce mediator, and one of our rules is it won't be, it's not always going to be an equitable, what's the word they use? It won't be equal, but it will be an equitable split. Meaning, sometimes I can't cut the couch in half and give you each half without ruining the couch value. So instead, I might give somebody the couch and give the other person the bedroom set or whatever. But you're saying with your kids, kids always want it to be equal, don't they? And fair. No, would you, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they want it equal. Like, he gets this much, I want that much. But you're saying, look, what matters is dad and I are going to have one day a week when it's just us. Your law get your time. Mom will make sure it's fair. But don't you dare mess with mom and dad's time. Right. And other people know that around us, too. They Now that my two oldest are babysitting age, they say, oh, no, those kids aren't available. One or the other isn't going to be available on Friday night because that's their date night. That's so great. Does he help with the date night, or is that just kind of yours? Um, <laughs> we honestly have to take turns. Um, we, if we left it up to one or the other to decide what we're eating, where we're going, what we're doing. Usually it's just dinner. Yeah. And that's fine. Occasionally, like, we went to a show a couple weeks ago. He had no idea what it was. He got tickets for free from work, and he said, hey, you want to go? I said, sure, and we went on a, on a night that wasn't our date night. Sweet. But then we wanted to get out again on Friday because that's our date night. A twofer. So we, yeah, exactly. That's, so that's great. So my you, kids take a lot of time. Yeah. Well, and I and I think you know what I think is brilliant about it, Sherry, is the um, if everyone on Earth, I always hear people say we don't have time to do a date night. We just don't have time to do it. But you've you've already put Fridays in. You already know Fridays a date night. I mean, everyone on Earth knows they need to be doing a date night. We need to be doing it. So you just have just got it on your calendar, and now that it's on your calendar, it's easier to say no to other people. Exactly, and we do have a, the occasional like. 
this weekend, our daughter, one of our daughters has a play, and we said, you know, okay, which day do you want us to go? And she said, well, I'd really like for you to be there on Friday, because that's the day it's supposed to be the best. Yes. So we said, okay, we'll switch our date night to Saturday this week. That so is we great. we make sure to have at least one night each week where we can catch up with each other, where I can find out what's going on with his work. And I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. Yeah. But find out, okay, what do I want to do with my schooling when two-year-old is old enough to go to school? What do I want to, you know, yeah. make fun everything that goes on during the week and make plans for what do we have going this coming week? Have you ever so noticed... Oh, I'm sorry. Have you ever noticed that sometimes, Sherry, that when you're doing that, you um, a lot of times your conversations get pretty much wrapped around the children, that all you end up talking about when yeah. you're out there? Do you have any rules on that? Um, I know friends who do. They have rules, and they say, okay, you can't talk about that. But honestly, at this time in our life, we're both 40 and just— You're old. Yeah, you're old. I feel old. I don't feel old, though. And I don't look old, which helps. That's um, really good. Because that's funny, because um, I am old, and I look old. So that's not half as good. Um, but, you know, it's just a matter of what do we have to talk about that week. Mm-hmm. And if it is the kids, you know what? This is the time in life where our kids are our main focus right now. And we have other interests. We know we have other interests outside of it. And we'll talk about that occasionally, but... I love it. That's I, what we're doing right now. So well, and it's working, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what? So what? That's how you bridge it, isn't it? Maybe that's how you bridge this idea that we don't have to necessarily make it either my spouse or my family. I'm going to have a night every, like you're saying, we'll have a night out, a date night every not every week. In fact, it's almost sounding like many weeks you get two date nights out. One involves some family or an event, and then one involves you guys alone, but. Then it's just us being together. I mean, to me, that's such a cool thing to re. Even it's just a subtle way to recommit to each other, isn't it? That you know what, you're still a priority. No one else will take your place. And uh, fam- or family's great, but marriage is way important. Right. And I it love just it. gives us that chance to reconnect each week. So I love it. That's my. Love it. Well, we don't really have. Sherry, sorry to interrupt you. I think you're. I think. I think you're nailing it. It's brilliant, and most importantly, you know what? To anybody out there listening, why it's important is because it's working. If it works, it works, and yours, I think, is totally working. So, will you hang on the phone? We're gonna send you out a book, but we got to make sure we get your address and everything so we can mail that out to you. Thank you. Thanks, Sherry. Take care. Have a great date night, by the way. Good stuff. I mean. Honestly, to me, that's how you do it. We have to we have to kind of work our way through it, but you have to make it a priority. Time is not your excuse. In the end, if you have no time, and we'll, I, I think in our one of our last blocks, when we bring our one of our producers, Madison, back on, we're going to see why you can no longer play the time card. It's no longer about time, uh, and you can't use that as your excuse as to why you're not improving your relationship. Because the reality is, time is not a guarantee. And a lot of us take it very much for granted. So stick with us. We're talking about balancing your life and your family and your marriage. I would love to hear from you. What ideas do you have to create a more balanced marriage, family relationship? If you had to choose, which do you choose? Your partner first, your kids first. Give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. We'll get your call on the air. We'll give you a copy of my book. 
And uh, we're just going to pick your brain. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The next location for a manned space station might be really far out, as in beyond the moon. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. As NASA contemplates the next steps in manned and unmanned missions to the moon, Mars, faraway asteroids, and more, the question arises, where is the best place to put a space station for supporting deep space missions? The current space station is in low Earth orbit, only about 400 kilometers high. That's still rather deep in Earth's gravity well. To go into deeper space, some advocate a station that's literally far out, even beyond lunar orbit. Thanks to orbital mechanics, there is a location that's uniquely qualified for a deep space jumping off point. It's the Lagrange Point, called L2 for short. Lagrange points are spots leading and trailing the orbit of Earth around the Sun, a million and a half kilometers past Earth's orbit where the pull of gravity balances out so that an object at the L2 point stays there until you want to move it. You can save a lot of fuel drifting parked at L2, yet you only need a small rocket burn to jump off in any direction in space from that spot. L2 might end up as our bus station to the entire solar system. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Whether it's media's role in politics, electronic music, finding your focus, or life in Japan, Kim Power Stilson will discuss it on her show, Talkworthy. She brings you thought-provoking stories and interviews that will fascinate, educate, and entertain you. Tune in to Talkworthy Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern to hear what Kim Stilson has found Talkworthy today. Only here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Talk about good. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about balance. Do you feel like your life is in balance? We just had a call from Sherry. Uh, from Layton, Utah, who was talking about the fact that they, the way they create balance between their marriage and their family is she makes time, as they make time as a couple, to get their, get a date night. Faithfully, a date night every single Friday night is the night. I'm a big believer in that, uh, just as a person that uh, counsels and coaches a lot of couples that are struggling, you know, at some point, most of us just I don't think we fall in love or fall out of love. I just think we we fall into busy schedules and all these other things. Remember when you were first dating, you would kill to be with each other. And now we can't even find, what, a night to go to dinner together? So we're working on building you know, balance between marriage and family. How do you balance it? I want to hear your ideas. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. If you have to choose, who would you choose? Your spouse or your children? It's a big thing because these kids get so needy. They have like like these babies like need to eat, and they need to be wrapped up in something and all clean. The time. 
They are just. So I think what happens is they break us down, and then we just start thinking that the kids need everything. But I'm really finding as my kids are getting older. So my oldest is 19. My youngest is um, eight. They actually don't need us. They can put a frozen burrito in the microwave and feed themselves. Well, they're, they're good for four hours at that point. Oh, for sure. And they even they change themselves. They go to the bathroom themselves. I mean, they hardly need us. They, they figured it out. Okay. We just we just found out. I'm going. I'm going on a nine day cruise later in the year. Hard life, Matt. I know. And all of my kids were like, "What? Well, are we going?" And I'm like, like "No, yeah, no, well, no." That's just with your mother and I. I barely took their mother because she was so into wanting to bring the Probably, kids. No, what happened was she found out that you had bought. The yeah. cruise tickets. And then yeah. she was, oh, so you're going on a cruise. Yes. Guilt trip, guilt trip, guilt, guilt trip. trip. Suddenly Who are you she's taking? And I was invited. like, well, I was going to go by myself to get some balance in my life. No. She's always going to go. And now the kids want to go. And we, we really are telling them, you will ruin it. Now, it doesn't mean we wouldn't love to take them on a cruise. But by the way, we were having this at dinner, this discussion last night at dinner, when they were all fighting because they didn't want to go where we were going. Huh. So, so I I'm think, like, oh, you want us to? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they lost that the point, fight, kids, before they started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so guess you not don't even have it. kids, but you understand it. I think I get it. One eight five five chat BYU. What do you think is the key to finding balance between marriage and your kids? How do you make sure you don't let your kids kind of suck you and your marriage in? And uh, slowly churn you out before it's too late. How do we get out of that? How do we create healthier relationships? Bryce, what are they saying on Facebook? Here's another one. This one's from Cheryl. She says, well, I guess for the show, she says, I would love to know how to balance. Our marriage is so out of balance, I often wonder when it will spin out of control. Whoa. And to that I say... What do you say? Actually, so my sister is listening to the show. You know you've made it when your family finally listens. When they're listening. They, when did they're she know listening. you were producing this show? Uh, no. but See, it's a big day. For some reason, she decided to. So she messaged me just a few minutes ago. She said, hey, I'm listening to the show, but at the same time, one baby is screaming. My three-year-old is yelling for crackers. Said right now, I'd love to pick anything but my kids. <laughs> It's so, and it's not like we don't love our kids, right? Your sister isn't a child hater. No, no, she had three of them, so I don't think she loves them. Yeah. But she needs space. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't care about the crackers right now. There are more important things than the crackers. Let me give you some advice. Here's some advice. You ready? This is for your sister too. I'm finding out we need to learn to say no. I am finding that some parents can't say no. I actually, I'm an automatic no. Which is not good either. But I'll just – my kids will say, hey, can we do this? And I'm like, nope. I don't even think about it. And my wife's like, don't you think we ought to think about that? And I'm like, nope. (laughs) And she's like, you're kind of like an automatic no. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Boom. Three no's in like one minute. Uh, But here's the irony is I I think there's a lot of parents out there that because they aren't doing what's most important when they should be doing it, they have this guilt – And then the guilt makes them say yes more. And then the yes creates – they think that's good, but really they're just creating more guilt for themselves. So then we compensate. Like we we let our kids do things that maybe they shouldn't do. We let them stay up or we try to get them in every sport. So we're trying to compensate from giving them really good quality time to letting them kind of overrun our lives with sports and activities. No, you just have to get good at saying no. And, And Nietzsche, do you remember Nietzsche? I do. 
Great it's guy. not niche. That's it's a not different niche. thing. That is that's a different a, thing. That's a different thing. He says it's easy to say no when you have a deeper yes burning inside. Seems like conviction. You have to have a conviction of what's more important. Like, mm-hmm. like it's more important that I spend quality time with you than just buy things for you. Yeah. It's more important that instead of just going and spending more money on another trip to the store and spoiling you, it maybe is more important that we just grab a bat and a ball and go to the park and we just play and run. It's sort of what's what's five hours of something compared to something that's 15 minutes long but epic. Epic. Huge. Exactly. Yeah. See, and Bryce, I think you're ready for children. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Let's get a wife. Those first. kids might think differently after so, being raised by me. We'll see. It's so true. One other thing about the yes and the no is that if we we're always saying yes. So if if we choose to go spend time getting our kids in five more athletic, you know, events and and programs, then you and you don't have time for your partner, then you are saying no to your partner and you are saying yes to the kids. So one of my rules is is it pretty much doesn't matter why you do it because everyone's got an excuse for why they don't manage their time very well. The problem with it is um, in the end, the excuses won't matter. In the end, you'll either have a relationship or you won't. I literally sit every day with – I bet I hear it twice a week, three times a week with people that have just let their relationships, their marriages just die on the vine. And every one of them come to me and say, well, the kids and the work and all these things got in the way and – but you know what? In the end, does it really matter if you're divorcing, if you've lost that relationship? Well, but we'll do better on the next one because <laughs> the next one will be different. Yeah, not really. Yeah, not this, really. this isn't baseball. You don't get like three strikes. No. That's like, what I found being a time management kind of teacher that would go teach time management. We'd hand everyone a new planner and half the people would go mess it up the way they've messed up every other planner in their life. They would just keep stuffing more stuff in it or – keep kind of planning and organizing the same way. At some point, you've got to know what's your number one priority and focus on the important things instead of just keep adding urgent things to your life. We have people all day long in our lives that will throw us, they'll send us an email, they'll want to meet with me, they'll do all these things. But in the end, are these is everything that comes to me important? Just because it rings on my hip or it makes noise, or it's a, you know, someone texted me this issue, it doesn't mean it's important to me. I need to learn to start prioritizing. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back from this next break, we're going to bring on Madison Allred, our producer. She's had a little bit of a hiatus for two weeks, has had a really enormous, huge, huge life event take place in the Allred family. Her beautiful brother, perfect teenage brother, Died tragically and uh, changed, I think, a lot of people in Utah, just the story itself. Madison's here to kind of clue us in on what I believe is one of the greatest keys to balance, and that is to figuring out what's most important in your life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll take a break. Be back with Madison Allred right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. Let's be honest. Sometimes it's just better to take things slow. So relax and enjoy the in-depth interview. 
Join our host, Dean Duncan, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern for his show, This'll Take a While, here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Obama renewed pressure on Congress today to avoid automatic spending cuts, which are scheduled to begin on March 1st. He appeared with emergency workers to illustrate which jobs he thinks are most at risk. General John Allen will not accept the nomination to become the next NATO Supreme Allied Commander, according to announcement from President Obama this morning. He will instead retire, citing family health issues as his reason to step aside. The Supreme Court is going to revisit controversial campaign finance policies. The new case focuses on an Alabama man's claim that restrictions on personal donations to political campaigns violate the First Amendment. A federal commission said today the U.S. education system has thoroughly stacked the odds against impoverished students. The report also warns aggressive bipartisan reforms have still not done enough to create meaningful change in public schools. Four people, including the gunman, were killed today in Orange County, after California, after a 25-minute shooting spree that started after an early morning carjacking. When police caught up to the suspect, he had already taken his own life. In world news, Chinese army cyber attacks are increasingly targeting U.S. infrastructure, according to a new security report. One company that designs oil pipeline and power grid software was recently targeted, according to the report. Belgian airport officials are trying to discover how to tighten security after a daring diamond heist last night, which ended with eight masked gunmen getting away with millions of dollars worth of diamonds. The whole robbery took place in only about five minutes. Russians from a small Siberian town are also looking to make a little extra cash. Following a large meteorite explosion last week, people are searching the mountains to find broken-off fragments of the space rock, which have already been sold for thousands of dollars. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, and today we're talking about balance and finding balance in your life, your marriage, your family. It's a crazy battle we're taking on this thing we call Earth. Uh, it's flying through the through space, and we here we sit on the ground trying to be a really good parent, getting our kids to uh, in our carpool to go to all their their track meets. Get them to uh, play the sports, get good grades. And in a way, we start to stretch ourselves fairly thin until eventually I think sometimes we get stretched so thin we may forget what's most important. So I've asked our own producer, Madison Allred. You've heard of – we call her Medicine Ball. We call her Madison <laughs> Alfredo. She, uh, she's been with us for like what? Six months? Yeah, has it been? somewhere around there. And she's amazing. And a, a tragic event happened in January, the end of the end of January. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Where her brother Parker, sixteen-year-old, perfectly studly, healthy young man, uh, was overcome with a bunch of stuff: influenza, pneumonia, staph infections, lung infections, and dies. 
Yeah, so how it all happened is, um, you know, the previous Friday he came home from the Tim Few and Provo basketball game. He just had a little bit of a headache. We were just like, oh, he's Come fine. On, buck up, dude. You know, and he was fine on that Saturday too. Then on Sunday he came down with the flu and we were like, okay, you know. And, uh, it's going around, no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Well, also, like, he, whenever he gets sick, it's always like we kind of joke that like he goes all out because uh yeah cuz he he's really it. rarely sick yeah. but when he is like he is sick as a dog uh. but um my mom like she was calling the um the hospital like three times a day just like making sure that all this was normal you know she's just like okay he's doing this he's doing that is this normal you know like uh, cuz he just always gets really bad fevers stuff huh. like that and so they're like yeah it's normal it's normal then on uh thursday morning uh, he like got up really early because his sleep schedule was off, mm-hmm. and then his fever had broke, and so we're like, okay, You're like getting better. this is good, you know. But then like he just had like these purple isosceles triangles starting from below his eye, like going all the way down to his che- like his um, jawbone, huh. and then like his whole body was like covered in like red splotches oh, no. and we were going okay there's something wrong and so my parents were like hey we're going to take him in later today and then he started you know oh like my side hurts and so they go okay we're Where taking you, you and you right now because uh my this dad is like a thursday uh yeah thursday and so thursday morning and so they brought him into like the instacare just like a walking clinic at like eight and he collapsed oh, and so my parents were like oh my goodness what's going on Got him into the ER. Life-saving procedures were performed on him. And then uh, they just quickly realized, okay, this kid needs to get up to Primary Children's Medical Hospital yeah. in Salt Lake. So they life-lighted him there. And as soon as they had him hooked up to all the things at Primary Children's, uh, he went into cardiac arrest for five minutes. Uh, and so... So th- two days earlier, he's playing a basketball game with sophomores. Oh, he just went to the basketball game. Oh, he game, went to the game. Yeah. But he's he's in incredible shape. He was a yeah, so he's, a water polo player mm-hmm. and totally healthy. Two days later, he's having a heart attack in the hospital. Well, yeah, like a few days later, Man. yeah, because he, I mean, he was completely fine. I mean, he was just getting bigger every day. He was just getting so buff. He loved working out. Yeah, he's so me funny. too. Me too, Madison. <laughs> I I can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, but then even just aside from that, like he was really good at school. You know, yeah. and just and he had all these little talents, and so uh, yeah. But then cardiac arrest for five minutes, brought him back. Then his heart, his lungs, and his kidney failed. Oh my heavens! Tried to bring him back. Then they uh, because all those had failed, they tried to put him on a um, a lung and heart lung yeah sure. heart lung bypass and put him onto dialysis. But as soon as they hooked him up, went to cardiac arrest for another three minutes, and uh, and then. Like, you know, we're like, okay, this is really insane. And so we went out there. He was just, you know, uh, he was the same. So that was Thursday night. And he was the same until like for 24 hours. But the thing is, is that we were like, oh, that's good, right? But the doctors are like, you know, when he's hooked up to this stuff, he should be doing at least a little He should be improving on all this equipment. Just like not... Not even yeah. just like huge amounts, just, just little, because then we would know it'd be huge in a few weeks. Interesting. And so we're just like, okay, you know, like what's going on? And so we were just all there. And then uh, my family, they just needed to decompress. So they went home Friday night. So I stayed with my mom at the hospital. 
So I was with him the entire night, just talking with him. And uh, then, like, right after I left the room at 1 in the morning, morning. uh, so Saturday morning, uh, he started to get worse, talked to to the doctor, called my family like you guys need to get up here woke my mom up because you know she was just getting some sleep because i'm like you're gonna need to get some sleep you know for the next few weeks and so then yeah then he just passed away like just after 3 a.m on saturday did the family were they able to get back they were able to get Mm -hmm. back yeah everyone was able to be there so that was really really great really comforting Mm -hmm. so you're sitting here perfect boy not i mean healthy boy sick boy he dies Mm-hmm. What what happened to the family? What does the family do when a healthy brother dies? Well, I mean, we all definitely banded together. And during this time, I had been writing a blog because... Um, like, Tell them where the blog is because I oh, think yeah. the read of that is okay, amazing. Okay, yeah, you guys should definitely read it. It's um, www.sweetblueeyedboy, so just, you know, sweetblueeyedboy.blogspot. So blog, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. So it's a just great. It de- really, it's, and you did a great job telling the story. Oh, thank you. And it just, you can just see the love of a family. Yeah. I mean, because just during this time, it was just so fast. Oh. I mean, you know, it's just a kind of thing where you just kind of go, okay, yeah. you know, like this is not normal at all. Nothing well, think, that happened was normal. I'm assuming in that moment, all these other things that were so important, like get the house vacuumed, get, <laughs> hey, get to class on time. What are your grades like? All these other things that parents are out there stressing about probably got all pushed to the back row. And what mattered then? What mattered to your family? What's mattered most the last month? Um, what's mattered most is like, uh, like, I would say kind of our mental health. Yeah. You know, just like, how are you really doing with this? Like, how are you coping with this? Like, when you're at the hospital, it was more like, are you eating? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, mom, you're not are sleeping. You? Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, okay, how are you doing with this? And also, just the fact that we were together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, because, you know, before, you know, I this is my second semester at BYU, and so I had been thinking of, oh, okay, I got, I had an opportunity where I could have gone to college on the East Coast or in California. Yeah. And so... But now I'm like, hey, good thing I was here, you know, because when it was so fast, I wouldn't have been back by the time he had. And your family has some big changes. I mean, you're going to be going on an LDS mission, so you'll Mm -hmm. be leaving. Your sister has a new life, maybe possibly starting, possibly. (laughs) Possibly, possibly. But (laughs) uh, it's a big deal. And so um, I just sit there and think your parents, you know, they, they, they had a family and now one son has passed, one's going to be leaving, one, another one could be leaving. I mean, it's, there's, change can happen on a dime, can't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, so it was also just we really became focused on our values. Yeah. I mean, above anything else, we just, because, I mean, with so many questions, we just went, okay, so now what really does matter? Yeah. And it was about our well-being and also, you know, your, for other pr- your things. Your values, and, your principles. Yeah, and something that was mentioned before was... um. You know, like when you're in balance, you don't know it, but you know when you're out of balance, yeah. you know. And so something that has really impressed us before is uh, what different people have been saying about Parker. And we have some yeah, let's clips hear this. right here. I saw him in the hallways at school. He'd always smile at me. I would always see him in the halls and he would always be smiling. It shows the effect that one person can have on a lot of people's lives. You know, a lot of people in school that didn't even know him. 
you know, they still feel really touched by his example and his life. And then, um, yeah, and then they have another one where it was uh, some other of his friends on the football team. When, when you start falling behind, he's the one that picks you up and then keeps on going. <laughs> and he just helps you just to finish that finish line. Liam is kind of an angel. He's always, always smiling, always, you know, willing to do stuff for the team and, you know, never really thinking about himself. It came on suddenly. That's amazing. Yeah, so... Um, Isn't it interesting that we... We none of, we don't take the time when they're here to and we're not present enough to know that we need to be saying these things. But then when they pass out of the woodwork, come all of these. I mean, when people watch those videos, I mean, this, these are these are big, strong teenage boys crying about the impact of Parker. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just even as a family, you know, we would be joking with Parker and we'd be like, okay, so, you know, if you're hanging out with girls, this is how you better act, you (laughs) know, kind of a thing. And, um, he was a little bit shy when he was younger. And so we, I mean, you know, older sister, he had two older sisters. So pretty much it's like he had three moms, you know? And so we'd always be like, okay, you don't always make sure you say hi to everyone. Make sure you acknowledge people. Because I mean, as girls growing up, you were ticked. Like when people that you knew would be like, oh, like not even acknowledge you. So we were always like, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. But yeah. we never knew Mm-mm. what it really was um, like or how he really acted, you know, when no one or at least when we weren't there. And uh, last year we were actually on the same water polo team. Uh-huh. So that was cool. So I was able to, you know, really like we became really good friends during that time. And so um, you saw who he really was. Yeah. You know? And so, but then just, you know, like when they were saying, you know, oh, he was always smiling, you know, we knew that he was a happy kid, but everyone else did too. You know, like even his uh, teachers, they were just like, you know, he had an effect in the classroom, you know, when he would come, everyone would relax because, you know, we knew that he was funny and that stuff. But then uh, like this one girl, she just, you know, said, you know, whenever he just could tell that I was a little bit down, he would always make a joke and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, like that's how we knew him, but we never knew how he acted around anyone else. Isn't it in a way that's kind of like a tender mercy that you had this chance to play ball with him, water polo with him. Mm -hmm. So you got, you had some good time with him because I mean, to, to, to have lived with him and not to have known him as well as you probably got to know him. Yeah. That would have been a lot harder probably for you. Yeah. Well, also it was like the right timing too, because, you know, when you're like yeah, in the teenager, yeah. he like, was more of a, more yeah. of an adult. Mm-hmm. So you got and to so, know him as an adult. And, yeah. And me so too. So the personality so, comes out. And, exactly. So it wasn't the whole angst of, oh, I'm just so frustrated. You <laughs> know, it's acne. just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, we were all content and we were just be able to be good friends. My old sister had a great relationship with him. And then uh, the baby in the family, the brother, the brother had always, you know, they were he just the, thick yeah. as thieves. So. Of course, great relationship, and so don't it bring was... up Alreds and thievery. <laughs> that runs deep in the family. <laughs> Tell me this, Maddie. So we're just talking with Madison Allred, our executive, one of our producers, and she uh, she's just recounting the story of her brother, little brother Parker Allred. It made major news in Utah because here he was this perfect little sixteen-year-old healthy boy who ended up dying from the flu. And then later it was found out it was the flu and pneumonia and staph and all these other things. So tell us what you learned. Like, I mean, you brought up the fact that your values and your values of a fa- as a family, you know, kind of got – they surface at this time. Mm-hmm. So when someone dies, what matters most starts to become very obvious. 
Yeah. What What did you? What are you? What are you going to take away? The rest of your life. Um, I really, I mean, you know, you hear the cliches yeah. of, oh, like, you never know what day is going to be your last, you yeah. know, uh, like, always treat people well. But really, I mean, because you would think, okay, like, if I were to go, I would either, like, have at least, like, a month to say goodbye because I'd have cancer or yeah. something. Or it was an accident. It'd just right. be like that, you know, yeah. whatever. But, I mean, or it could be something like this, completely healthy. I remember. I think it was that Thursday. You're like, yeah, my brother's in the hospital. I'm just going to – we're going to run up to the hospital. Yeah. And the next thing we know, three days later, there's news. It's yeah. horrible. And so it was just – you know, it could go that fast. You know, yeah. whereas completely fine on Saturday, week later, he's gone. And so that's just – you know, to us, we just were like, okay, you know, this is – I mean, like really just for everyone that – I know, you know, I yeah. make sure that they know how I feel about them. You know, it's just like, yeah, like you're great. I, you know, I've given like approval more readily, yeah. you know, don't discount someone. I really take you're into account people's feelings, but also like when people have come up to me, um, act- I've actually been like stopped on the street cause I've put some family pictures out there. Yeah. And so some people recognize me from the blog. But you're also the PR person. So you've yeah. been on the news a lot. And <laughs> yeah, I've been on the news and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was really funny. Some of our family members are like, Oh, like that's so good that you've taken this. Like, why did you do it? And I'm like, it's, it's my, my job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do this for a living. No. But, um, but, you know, it's just been one of those things where I've also taken into account how it's affected other people. Yeah. And so that's made me more aware of others just, you know, really like how every person is of worth. Yeah. Even that random person I didn't know comes up to me bawling, you know, and it's just like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm touched. And so. I mean, I, I yeah. think I've told you that. Everywhere. I mean, I heard about it five different ways in classes I was teaching. People were bringing up this example everywhere. So it's it's weird that when we think of family and we think of our marriage and we think of life balance and the desire to balance it, um, it's people. People are important, mm-hmm. and even though nobody knew Parker like you guys knew Parker, but he's out there. Your son, your brother, your friend, the, for all that knew Parker, he's Parker's impacting lives. And when we lose Parker, people lose, we all lose. We mm-hmm. all lose something big. So tell me what that means to balance. As we talk about balance and life and knowing what's important, how do you think, how do you, what advice would you give us all that are sitting out there wondering if, We even want to keep our kids at all (laughs) or our husbands for that matter. Well, you know how everyone is always trying to improve. You know, everyone sees their little flaws and stuff. I mean, well, we didn't really see any major flaws with Parker, but we were always like, here, this is how you can improve. You can talk to this. Yeah. But, you know, now that he's gone, we realize, you know, wow, like he was a good kid. I mean, we're kind of overachievers as our family, (laughs) but um, we were like, oh, you know, like he really was great. And so I would say, you know, even if you're trying in your relationships, you're trying with your kids. I mean, you're probably in a situation like, oh my goodness, if only my kid could just pull up his grade in, you know, English. But guess what? The kid's brilliant in math, you know, or just, you know, I would say just to really appreciate others more. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, and, it's such a simple lesson, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How are your parents doing? Uh, That's yeah. the one that you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to lose a kid, right? Exactly. But okay. Yeah, doing as well as it can be expected. Oh my heavens! It's just, it's a big deal. And I don't know if you ever heard me tell this, but recently I had a lady. Um, it, it was very much the same thing. I had a lady call me that just said she, she went to a an event where I spoke, and the next 
and, and she said her mother went. Actually, her mother went and came up and met me after and had laughed all the way through it and loved it. And anyway, uh, she just wanted to thank me because I had made her mom's night such a great night. And she had laughed. And it was the first time she'd ever seen her mom laugh in years. And then the next day, her mom died mm-hmm. and just passed away. Yeah. But um, anyway, so she writes me this letter and she just wanted to thank me. And I'm sitting there thinking, I didn't even know this lady. Mm-hmm. But I wanted – I. I didn't want to have met a woman that I impacted and not remember her. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked up her obituary and I tracked it down and figured out who she was. And when I saw her picture, I was so relieved because I actually remember being present with her in that handshake when she came up and met me. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of the things is whether it's Parker's death or anyone's death around us or somebody getting cancer or somebody – I just had – we had friends that were just diagnosed with MS – and the reality of life is it's going to keep throwing curveballs at us. I had another mm-hmm. friend who just lost a baby that they had to – the baby was stillborn and they sat and spent all day in the hospital and called me and they were just waiting for the baby to be born that was stillborn. So I look at all of these trials and mm-hmm. the trials in our life apparently I guess they're here to teach us. Yeah. And I guess what they teach us is that the worth of a soul is great. That The worth of mm-hmm. Parker is amazing and so is the worth of your other brother – and it probably brought you closer to your brother and closer to your sister and closer to your mother and closer to your father. And so um, great uh, insight, Maddie. You're the best. And um, truly, I guess we just need to live up to Parker's example. Parker would probably be kind of mad that anyone's this impacted, wouldn't he? Do you think he'd be like, come on, you guys, move on. <laughs> no. Get going. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, he's sad because he'd rather be here, but also he's happy where he's at. Yeah, he's totally happy. So, I mean, that's... That's back to your yeah. values. Mm-hmm. So once you know what your values are, that he's good with God, and then I guess that helps us sort through the day-to-day choices mm-hmm. we have to make from here on out. Yep. Madison Allred, Medicine Ball Alfredo. <laughs> Appreciate you, Madison. We love you. We missed you. The show's not the same without you. Now you're going to be here until you leave on a mission. <laughs> and we'll find out next week when that is, where yep. that is. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, balance. Balancing your family, balancing your marriage, it's going to probably come down deeply, profoundly to knowing what's most important in life. You know, we don't have to lose somebody in order to know what's important. Let's not get as distracted. A great lesson for us all. We'll take a break. We'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The latest new invention down on the farm is self-heating chickens. We'll give you the straight poop on how it works. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Tria Systems is a small company with a big idea for poultry farmers. Farm-raised chickens are raised in large barns which need expensive heating in cold weather, usually from bottled gas. Tria System uses the chickens' own waste products to generate most of the heat required. When you raise a lot of chickens, they generate a lot of waste, which is usually stored in some kind of shed for processing. The natural breakdown process of this waste works like a compost pile, generating heat well over 100 degrees. Tria Systems captures this naturally occurring heat using recirculating fluid and underground pipes. The warmed fluid runs to heat exchangers in the chicken coops and back out to the waste storage unit. Combined with solar thermal collectors on the barn roof, the poultry operation can be self-heating all winter long without any additional heat source, except the chickens themselves. 
The waste eventually winds up as fertilizer for crops, some of which may end up as chicken feed again. Such cogeneration projects are models for more sustainable agricultural operations down the road or across it. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we have been talking about balance, balancing your family and your marriage, how not to lose your most important relationships, you know, just because life is happening. So we thought for the last few minutes, uh, let's go just do a little blitz about some ideas that we've had from all of the uh, viewers or the the responders on, uh, what do we call them, on Facebook, our Facebook friends. Let me give you just some of the ideas that they've had. One idea that was really great was from Brianna, who said, early bedtime for the kids, 8 o'clock. Everyone goes to bed at 8 o'clock, which, you know what, is great till they're 20. Hey, you go to bed, everybody. But uh, for the young families, maybe one thing that might help you is simply to have more structure in your life. Uh, you know, have some, have some time scheduled where you and your partner will be alone. I found personally, if I want my kids to leave the room, all I need to do is hug their mother and start kissing on her face. And if I kiss on her face and hug her, then the kids are gone. And so the minute I start, the minute I start making my move, they're gone. So, you know, you can always get them out that way. Another way is learn to say no. Um, really, we need to start understanding that if I'm saying no to my kids or if I'm saying no to my marriage, I have to be saying yes to something else. You're choosing one or the other. And so uh, another rule would really be good to just get it in your planner. Planning ahead, you already know right now you need date time. You probably already know you need family time. Our family has a tradition every Monday night where we just get together as a family. Uh, I do everything I can to make sure I don't have anything on my calendar after 5 or 6 o'clock. And uh, we just go and spend some time... um, and, and take care of our, uh, our family time there. Um, a couple of other things that I think might be really good. So I have family time on Monday nights, and then we have date nights with my wife. And a lot of times I'll be going to a speech, but she'll actually come and go with me. And we have time to go out to dinner, and we, we sometimes even end up speaking together. So plan ahead. Another little rule I would give you to make sure you can balance family is focus on the important things over the urgent. Just because something is ringing and causing you to have to respond doesn't mean it's something that's really important. Just because there's a call doesn't mean it's an important call. Not all things are equal. Not all things... Um, you know, are, are just because it's urgent doesn't make it important. If something, if you're going to work on something that's urgent, make sure you're doing something that's urgent and important, right? Um, how about this one? How about learning to, to, uh, to get in these things in your schedule? One of the things I found that makes my life easier is if something's in my schedule and then all of a sudden someone comes and asks, hey, can you do this? If I can go to my schedule and I've already got that I have a date night, even if it's not planned, but I know it's scheduled, it's so much easier for me to say no to people when I've already got it in my schedule. So that's, uh, that's a pretty important thing. Another thing is just uh, be present. What would happen if we could all just be actually in the place where we all were when we were there? Have you ever driven somewhere and by the time you get there, you don't even know actually how you got there because your head wasn't with you in the car? 
one of the assignments that I give people in in a relationship um, is start spending some time with more eye-to-eye time, I call it. Eye-to-eye time is where you're actually present, looking into each other's eyes. And you can talk. You don't have to just sit there and gawk at each other. But be present in the moment. Because um, interesting, as I was sitting here listening to Madison tell the story about her brother, I was I was really impressed with the idea that, man, I sure, we- I sure wish that I had spent more time with the people that were most important to me. Um, it's really it's the power of now, and there's a great book out there if you're if you want to study more about this by a guy named Eckhart Tolle, and uh, Eckhart Tolle wrote the book called The Power of Now. And the irony of our lives, and maybe this is what gets so hectic for us, each of us, is we spend so much of our life focused on the future and the past. But the sad thing is is that you can only ever live in the now. Wayne Dyer has a quote that uh, Bryce gave me that says, "Go for it now." The future is promised to no one. And as I listened to what Madison's family went through losing Parker, um, we could have spent the rest of our life hoping for Parker's future, but the present is where we were with Parker. And I think the same is true for each of us in our family. Your, Your husband or your spouse is important. They're not perfect, but they're important. Your children are also important. They're not perfect either. They're important. What if we could just learn to be more in the now and recognize that really all of our promises are not in the future and they're not even from the past. They're always going to take place in the present. Right now is the time that you should be preparing yourself to have, uh, like Madison was talking about with her family, to know what your values are. If we live in present now, then we can feel a lot safer and more comforted if you believe that there's a life after this one. Hopefully that helps. You are amazing. We appreciate you listening to us. Life is not easy. I don't think it's supposed to be. I think uh, there's there's power in the test that we're all going through. But just hang on. Keep listening to us. Remember, the goal of this show is to help you see the good in life, and the goal, the goal of this radio station and BYU Radio and Television in general is to help you see the good. We hope you saw it today. Remember, life's worth living. Do not give up. Go hug the people that are dear to you and near to you. Make time for your partner. I think in the end, uh, it'll be you two that'll be running to the finish line, and hopefully your little kids will be able to follow you. That's the show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with more good ideas to give you a leg up in life. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. You've just listened to the Matt Townsend Show with host Matt Townsend. On the show today, Matt talked with talked about how to balance relationships with those we love. You can tune in again at 7 p.m. Eastern to hear part of today's show, but starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will have coverage of the BYU men's basketball team as they take on Utah State. Coming up next is True Blue, which aired live yesterday, but first, here's the news with Sam McCall. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Obama renewed pressure on Congress today to avoid automatic spending cuts, which are scheduled to begin next month. He appeared with emergency workers to make his statement to illustrate which jobs he thinks are the most at risk. General John Allen will not accept the nomination to become the next NATO Supreme Allied Commander, according to an announcement from the president this morning. He is instead retiring, citing family health issues as his reason to step aside.
In world news, Chinese army cyber attacks are increasingly targeting U.S. infrastructure, according to a new security report. One company that designs oil pipeline and power grid software was recently targeted, according to the report. Belgian airport officials are trying to discover how to tighten security after a daring diamond heist last night, which ended with eight masked men getting away with millions of dollars worth of diamonds. The whole robbery only took about five minutes. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. The following is an encore presentation of True Blue, originally aired earlier this week. Tonight on True Blue, junior outfielder Jacob Brugman is in studio, ready to take his swings at another season as the Cougars get ready to bring baseball back to Provo. Brandon Davies quietly going where no BYU big man's ever gone, his ascension in the record books. And BYU TV basketball analyst Steve Cleveland's here on the eve of the Cougars' showdown with rival Utah State. True Blue starts right now on BYU TV. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Listen to New York Times number one best-selling authors Richard and Linda Iyer as they discuss the topic they've written 25 books about, parenting in the modern world. Listen to their tips on Iyer's On the Road, Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. In international news, Google unveiled detailed and comprehensive maps of North Korea yesterday. Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi is meeting with leaders in Germany today. French officials are now looking at plans to turn over long-term security to combined African forces. The Secretary General says more needs to be done to address Syria's civil war. You hear sound bites from the news, but with notes from the Kennedy Center, you get to dig into the international affairs of the world. Weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern here on BYU Radio. It is Monday, President's Day, February 18th. Welcome inside our BYU TV studios here in Provo, Utah. I'm Dave McCann, and this is True Blue. Let's fire up the headlines. The football team hires two new coaches to complete their offensive staff. Former BYU quarterback Jason Beck will return as the quarterback's coach. A newcomer, Guy Holiday from UTEP, will take on the role of receiver's coach. Rivalry Week revisited. BYU hosts Utah State tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. You can see it live on BYU TV. This game was originally scheduled for December 5th, but was postponed after Utah State forward Danny Berger collapsed in practice. The Cougars play a big conference game at St. Mary's on Thursday. That's at 11 Eastern on ESPN2. BYU now 19-8 and 9-4 and and in the WCC. The second-ranked men's volleyball team back home this week as the Cougars host Pacific on Friday and Stanford on Saturday. You can see both matches live on BYU TV at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Women's basketball now 18-7, 9-3 in the WCC. The Cougars host Portland on Thursday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And they host first place Gonzaga Saturday afternoon. You can see that at 4 Eastern on BYU TV. It's a big week. Baseball team now 2-2 two and two on the season. The Cougars play a pair against LSU and southeastern Louisiana in Louisiana Thursday through Saturday. And the softball team now 4-6. and six. BYU plays LSU, Oklahoma State, UNLV, Northwestern, and Santa Barbara this weekend in the Marionetter Classic in Cathedral City, California. 
Baseball team went 2-2 two two in Texas over the weekend to start their season. The Cougars are armed with a new coaching staff. They've got their sights set at the top of a very competitive league. And we're happy to have junior outfielder Jacob Bregman back with us. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Was it a long, cold winter for the baseball team? Oh, yeah, it definitely was cold. Colder than last year, yeah, Definitely. it was cold. When it's cold, fortunately, you, you get time inside the practice facility, right, where the football team runs around. Is that where you guys spend your winter? Yeah, the small segment we have before football kicks us out. But yeah. So how, how, how do you uh, do the hitting and, and, the, and the fielding as a, as a fielder? How do you get all those throws in? What, what do you do when you're indoors? It's actually really crazy. If you, if you go in there during our practice, it's, it's, it's like you've got to have all eyes open and heads up. Because we have only a certain amount of space, and we have to have you know three different groups hitting at one time, and so we'll hit opposite ways of each other with screens everywhere, and then there's a brick wall, you know, it bounces off and goes everywhere. It's it's, it's pretty crazy. It's tough because our parents always taught us not to play indoors. <laughs> yeah. Now you're indoors swinging as hard yeah. as you can. Uh huh. Well, you got into action finally this last weekend. How how happy just to be on the field competing as somebody else? Oh, it it's like a it's like a dream every time you go out there against another team. You know, all fall we, we work on our own pitchers. We have to face each other right. kind of in inter-squad games. And it's just a whole different story when, when it's another guy out there you don't know. And it's just the competition level just rises real quick. Seems like half the team went on a mission this last <laughs> offseason. So you got a lot of new guys back. And a new guy at the top in, in Mike Littlewood, the new coach. What do you think of Mike? Oh, yeah. Um, the new coach is... You know, we're all very excited about them, and right when they came in, they, they came in and turned things around. Uh, they did it their way, did what they want, and um, my, Coach Littlewood's awesome, and we're really lucky to have him. Let's take a look at the best of Brugman, some of your highlights from last season. What, uh, what, do you, what do you, if you had to describe yourself to a baseball scout, all right, now you're selling yourself for a job down the line, uh -huh. uh, what, what, what are your pitch points? Um... You know, I just tell them that I'm a hard worker. I'm determined. And uh, let them know um, that I'm ready for the next level, that I want to play the next level. And that's what really the scouts want to hear is how, how you're ready to play at the next level and if you're mentally and physically there. And basically I tell them I am. And as they can see, you know, I'm going to work hard this season too and they'll know I'm ready. The Yankees uh, picked you a few years back uh, out of high school, but, uh, but you wanted to get some college time in. And, and, yeah. and what, to kind of solidify for yourself where you think a legitimate draft pick should be? Well, is, ever, ever since growing up, you know, you want to play in the major leagues. You want to be right. that big star. Um, but as I went through high school and I, I watched college baseball on TV, the World Series, it just it, – it just really want, it made me want to be there, yeah. you know, first, before the major leagues. And I think a lot of that was why I wanted to come to college is because I wanted to have that atmosphere of college baseball first, you know. And then also I value education a lot, and I, I just I thought that would be more beneficial to my life to have an education first. Plus your wife probably thinks it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think she does too. <laughs> well, you're, you're knocking on the door of the public relations department. That, yep. uh, that's an outstanding field here. But you made some good PR against uh, Santa Clara and some dramatic finish from last season. <laughs> Every kid dreams about hitting a walk-off grand slam yes. to win the game. Let's take a look at that and walk us through this moment. Well, I hit it, and as you can see, I'm running as fast as I possibly can because I didn't think it was going to go out. Now, there was a lot of wind that night, uh -huh. and you hit it a mile high. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, and when you when you hit it that way, you can kind of see how it got um, really good backspin on the ball, and that's what you want as you're hitting. Is you want that backspin, and that's I think what took it, you know, over the fence because it gets to that point at the highest point in the air, and while it still has backspin, it kind of jumps more. Really? And that's and it's being an outfielder, you can see it a lot a lot more, but um, you could actually see the ball kind of just. Like going, extra, high, like going to hyperspace? Yeah, it's almost, and so I, I'm guessing that's what happened. Uh, I couldn't believe it either, and I was running around the bases, and I actually, when he hit the wall, the outfielder, I thought he'd caught it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was freaking out, and then I turned and looked at Coach, Coach Law at third, and he was like, you know, screaming, <laughs> and the whole team was running out to home plate. And so when you go into the dugout, what does everyone say to you? Now the rah-rahs have stopped, you're sitting on the bench, you just hit the grand slam. What, what, what do the guys say? Well, the game's over, and so I think everyone is almost on the same high as I am. Right. And, and so we're all kind of just, you know, high-fiving. Like, I probably high-fived the same guy four times, you know, <laughs> and it's just you, lots of hugs um, and just lots of screams. And then we went down to our, our clubhouse right. Um, right away, and so then we screamed more and, you know. It Screaming's good. We, we oh, look yeah. forward to, to more of those plays this, uh, this spring. Oh, so do I. Adam Miller Park. Jacob Rugman, thank you. Thank you. Good luck. And we will see Jacob and the Cougars. Their home opener is next Friday, March 1st, against Creighton, a three-game series at Miller Park. The doubleheader on the following day, Saturday, will be live right here on BYU TV. Let's shift our focus now from baseball to football. There are several Cougars who finished their eligibility last fall, but that like to keep playing in the NFL. True Blue's Skyler Hardman reports. The 2012 Cougars featured 22 seniors. Nine have signed with agents and are working hard in hopes of making an NFL team. Everything's really fast-paced, so you know you get a lot of cardio with the lift. Um, basically just working on strength and explosiveness. Brandon Ogletree didn't waste any time coming to terms with MB Sports Management and inked his deal before leaving San Diego after the bowl game. Hunter Riley Stevenson says agents do everything from covering the cost of training to drumming up excitement among scouts. You know, he's trying to help me get to that next level. And so whatever he can do to get me there, I mean, he's doing his job right now and he's awesome. BYU's senior class features a wide range of NFL prospects from Ziggy Ansah, who will probably be selected in the first round, to players like Stevenson and long snapper Reed Hornung, who hope to sign with teams as free agents after the draft. For me, in my case, I've heard anywhere from late round pick to undrafted free agent, and I'll just be taking it easy, paying attention to what's going on, but I won't you know, be on pins and needles or anything. Ziggy and Braden Brown will showcase their strength and speed at the NFL Combine. The rest of this year's senior class will have to wait for the scouts' attention on BYU's Pro Day at the end of March. We'll have scouts come here, and they will actually be here watching you perform and kick. I mean, what else do you want? You know, you got a pro scout watching you. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. David Strohschein of ASAP Training, who works with Ogletree and Braden Hansen, knows how much that opportunity means to NFL prospects. Right now, it's going to be the biggest day of their life as far as their career goes, and we want to get them ready for it. So they step on the field, they have the confidence, um, they've been prepared, and they can perform at a high level. Every year, the NFL Draft supplies several surprise picks, and this April, the Cougars could provide a few players in that category. Hansen was estimated to go as early as the fourth round before suffering a groin injury last year. Players like Preston Hadley, Wona Kabenga, and Romney Funga weren't on NFL's radar a year ago, but after the stellar year BYU had on defense, anything is possible.
We welcome Skylar Hardman to the True Blue. Uh, what do they say Ziggy will go? What's the, what's the latest buzz? The latest projections have him going in the teens, most likely. I have seen as early as the ninth overall pick and as late as like the 27th, just, just as a general fill. But it definitely looks like a certain first round, perhaps in the teens. That's some serious money. That's big money. For a guy who wasn't playing football but a couple years ago. That's a lot more money in Ghana even compared to here, you know? Oh, yeah, that'll be exciting to see. All right, what about the others? Riley Stevenson, I think, has a chance to, to play on an NFL team as a punter. I don't know if he'll get drafted, but I don't know if they draft too many punters. Yeah, in the NFL, they only take about two punters a year in the draft, but he has a legitimate shot at signing with a team, as do several of our players. You know, there's no guaranteed draft picks beyond Ziggy. But nine guys have agents, so there's some definite chance we'll have a few players in the NFL. Brandon Ogletree was a leading tackler for the last two years at BYU. He showed he could play the game. Now, he, he's not the biggest guy, and, and maybe size will be what he needs to overcome the most. But you're looking for a, a guy who has heart and can make plays. That would be his biggest selling points. Definitely. And right now, he's working so hard on those measurables. His goal is to test top five in pretty much every measurable there is amongst the fellow linebackers. Are these guys still in school while they're off get, getting ready for pro day and a some couple, of that stuff? A couple of them have stayed in class, but for the most part, they give up a semester of school, and if they don't make it pro, they'll come back and finish their degree out, you know, next year. All right, Skyler, good job. For more in-depth look at BYU's NFL prospects, you can go to Skyler's blog at BYUTVSports.com. And hang with us. Later on, we're going to give away an autographed basketball and a couple of tickets to tomorrow night's Utah State men's basketball game. The students are already camping out for their own tickets. We're going to give you two with a trivia question coming up in just a bit. Also ahead, he's going where no big man at BYU's ever gone, Brandon Davies, and his ascension into nearly every statistical category moving upwards.